now on Radio Italia Uno, it's time to change the world with Matt McQuinley. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, canceling cancel culture, discussing and listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, business, history, and more. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Right now on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello and welcome to Change the World with Matt McQuinley and happy Monday evening. We've got a great show planned for you today. Uh, one of our speakers is going to be Gwen Meyer, ma- Neuromaster Trainer, Neuromaster Change yes. Practitioner. Yes. And, and she's going to be talking to us a little bit about how to handle change and what goes on in your mind and the best way to manage change and make it work for you. But our first speaker on the program is somebody that I've spent a lot of time with over the years, somebody that I've known very well for a long amount of time, somebody that continues to grow every single day and learn new things, and that person is me. <laughs> so we're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about uh, dealing with people. Someone suggested that I give a talk on that. I've done that for a few different business clubs that I work with. And I want to talk a little bit about why that's important. But first, before we do that, I want to talk about some other people that are out there in the world that you may or may not, that you should have heard of. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I want to talk about Marilyn Voss Savant. Do you know who that is? I want to talk about Chris Hirata. Do you know who that is? I want to talk a little bit about Judith Polger. Do you know who that is? Or Kim Ong Yong. Are you guys aware who that is? Of course, this is rhetorical. Terrence Tao. Have any of our listeners heard of him? Sabrina Gonzalez. Have you heard of her? Gary Kasparov. Do you know who he is? Andrew Wiles. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe not. Edward Witten. And Christopher Michael Langdon. Do you know who any of those 10 people are, I'm asking you to ask yourself? Chances are most people don't know who any of those people are, or maybe you only know one or two. But those 10 people I just named are, by all accounts, the 10 people in the world that have the highest IQs. They are literally the smartest people on the planet. The last one is the smartest person on the planet who's alive today. Do you know who Michael James Sidis is? Probably not. But he was known, he is believed to have been the smartest person who has ever lived. He was the inspiration for the movie Goodwill Hunting. He has an IQ of excess of 300. To put that in perspective, Stephen Hawking and Albert Einstein had IQs between 160 and 170. So what does this tell us? If you don't know who any of these people are, it probably means that intelligence is not the most important thing to success in life and to accomplishment. So What is the most important thing that's key to success? Well, I was thinking about this the other day, and I realized that there are probably seven, there's about 7.7 billion people on the planet. And many billion of those, I don't know the exact number, but several billion of those are willing to work 80 plus hours a week. So it's probably not working the hardest, which is the biggest key to success. Research indicates, and this is born from many, many studies in many universities, that people skills are the most important key to success. How we deal with others and how we deal with ourselves. And Gwen is going to be talking a lot about how you deal with yourself in a little bit through the process of change. So don't miss that. A Carl May study uh, has proven that what we, and, and if you're a leader, 
I read a Carl May study years and years and years ago that really floored me. It had there were two different things in it that made me nervous. One is that intel, that G, that people of above average intelligence are much much less likely to be millionaires than people of average intelligence, which really scared me because I mean Mark was just telling me earlier that I'm brilliant, and uh, you know that that so it scared me because I figured I got no chance at making money, <laughs> but the reality is is that. Because we, who, you know, people that are smart think they know everything, and nobody can know everything. Maybe in the 1500s, there was an opportunity to be a renaissance man, and you could have all the information in the world and know everything, but not today. Not today. We've moved too far. So the important thing is how we deal with other people. So hopefully you're sold by now. One of the things that's also important is to understand where people are coming from, which I studied I took a course a long time ago and and I heard in another study read in another study that and they took they took workers and they took management and they had management rank what they thought was important to workers and they had workers rank what they thought was important to them and the interesting is thing is they were exactly reversed the things that the bosses thought were most important to the workers were the least important. The things that were most important to the workers were what the bosses thought was least important. What's most important to people is not necessarily how much they get paid. It's how they're treated and if they feel they're getting respect and if they feel they're in on things and part of an organization. So I just want to make sure you understand that. Normally we would talk about I would talk about these kind of things in a long seminar, but we're just going to take a few minutes and cuz we really want to hear from Gwen cuz she's got a lot of keen insights. So, some of these things might be new, some of them your parents taught you, others might be things that work so well that you quit doing them. But let's dig in. First thing, the most important thing, and Gwen's going to talk about this a little bit too probably is to listen. The most important thing is to listen to people. I heard an interview with Alan Alda recently, and he talked about the key to effective communication is listening. That's the most important thing. You know, don't think about what you're going to say next when the person's talking. Actually listen to what they're saying. Then you can pause and give your ideas across. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And like we said before, seek first to understand and then be understood. You never bring people over to your side of thinking by telling them they're wrong or they're stupid or whatever. The way you bring them over to your way of thinking is listening to what they're saying and, and bring, starting where they are and guiding them over. And who knows? Maybe you guys are going to meet in the middle. Maybe you're, they're going to guide you to where you – maybe you were wrong and they're going to guide you where you should be. So that's what we need to focus on. And remember, it's, this is a cheesy cliché. But in dealing with people, trust is still the coin of the realm. We need to understand that if we have rapport with somebody, if we have trust with somebody, that is the way that we help them get to the objectives that they want to get to and we want to get them to. Agree with whatever you can agree with if there's a difference of opinion and give credit to their arguments. That takes a lot of wind out of the sails. I mean, nobody wants to be told you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. They want to – you need to understand – you need to agree with what it actually you can agree on and build from there. But we're going to take a – we're going to leave it there with that last point, and we're going to be right back in a little bit with Gwen Meyer, NeuroChange Master Practitioner and Trainer. As your parents get older, at some stage, it's likely they'll need your help. At Southern Cross Care, we'd love to help you help them. Our wide range of quality home care services are designed to take care of mum and dad, their health, home and even garden. We're compassionate, capable, police-checked and proudly South Australian. If you want the best home care for your parents, call 1-800-852-772 or visit southerncrosscare.com.au. Better, better, better for life. 
Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82 123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero uno. Due ore con Antonio Dottore programma di attualità, approfondimento, interviste di politica, economia, scienze, arte, ogni venerdì dalle 15 alle 17. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Radio Italia Uno You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello and welcome back to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. As promised and as advertised, we're back with an awesome guest, (laughs) Gwen Meyer, who is an expert on neurochange from Incremental Steps. Uh, is here to talk to us today. And as you guys know, our focus on this show is to do our best to help change the world for the better. And her company, Incremental Steps, does this, does this by helping people navigate and themselves and manage themselves through change. Gwen, welcome to the show. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your organization and how you help people oh. manage, the, manage change. It's been it's a delight to be here, Matt. Um, thank you very much for inviting me on the show. Um, I started my journey of change years ago, but through corporate, and only about three years ago decided that I wanted to utilize all of my experience through change personally and through corporate to be a coach and to really deeply get to understand the process of change. Um, I had been a change manager and a project manager um, through various projects in my career and found that actually more than 75% of change programs failed. Um, And so this was for uh, numerous reasons, um, but mainly because people didn't really understand what is involved in change and we are now in a world that is rapidly changing not only technologically uh but you know through covid there's been a whole mind a lot of mindset change in people we're talking about the great resignation um which is um happening because people are realizing that they actually want to now create a life that is more meaningful and more purposeful. Mm. So as a coach and a a neurochange practitioner, I have studied uh, specifically in the area of neurochange because over the past few years, there have been significant breakthroughs in the mind sciences. And this new change method um, called the neurochange method embraces all the essential and proven approaches to life change. So what it is, is it's, we've taken the neurochange, it's, it's been written by PhD experts from the fields of philosophy, social and neuropsychology and neuroscience. And this important work is about to reshape the way that people approach life change. So it's been curated from multiple sources, but it's been taken from the labs um, in, um, especially in, in the neurosciences and m- created into a course that is understandable by lay people. And it's been, we've been given a grant by the Australian government. Uh, the first one was given in 19, 2018 to help 
on the effects of habit, habits and habit changes and wellness. And recently, in 2020, 2020, um, they've given us another grant to test the efficacy of this method. And it will include um, looking at the epigenetic changes in the biology and the and the um, um, bec- as a result of the impact of this course on people's thinking. So it includes um, effectively all about we talk about beliefs, we talk about mindset, the difference between uh, growth mindset and fixed mindset. It goes into the subconscious mind and how the subconscious mind does the heavy lifting uh, for the conscious mind. Once you understand what your goals are, what you you set your implementation intentions, it's um, the tools and techniques to help us to create change um, and accept change in much more rapid way. Um, and it's you. There's about fifty three different techniques and tools that have been. Um, extracted from best practice um, in this, the field of the sciences. Um, it's also, we talk about, we go through two parts, uh, two modules on neuroplasticity and how important it is to go through the process of change and change experiences because that's what helps our mental capacity to not only keep growing, but to avoid, um, de- you know, diseases like dementia uh, uh, later and to help us with um, fitness, mental fitness. And one of the things you mentioned in your the early part of your talk today was about, um, you know, listening, about, um, you know, some of the uh, tools that we need for emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence is another part of this course and how important it is. So one of the key um, uh, aspects um, and the key essential ingredients for um, impressive and inspirational leadership is being able to empathize. Mm-hmm. And so we do a whole module on emotional intelligence and emotional quotient. Um, so, yes, it's hugely exciting mm. uh, because it's a combination. It's um, delivered by uh, PhD experts from um, you know, Yale University. We've got professors from Yale, from Harvard, um, from uh, South America, Cape Town University. Our neuroscientist uh, comes from Holland. So we've got and the battle of the minds. Mm. <laughs> and um, it's very exciting because... As a neurochange practitioner myself and now a mentor for practitioners, um, we want to introduce it into corporates to help leaders understand change and really get to grips with what is going on in our minds. Because one, once we do understand, we are less harsh on ourselves because we understand that it's biologically driven, a lot of this. Um, and so it makes us less guilty. We feel um, that we can take things easier, and it makes us more adaptable and more flexible and ultimately more resilient. Wow, so much there to unpack. Um, I just I, – I was really intrigued by – uh, you know the work that you're doing and, and being involved in, and that that the people that are have put together the course have researched on how th- this whole uh, process of change is helping them help people avoid future mental issues like Alzheimer's and so on and so forth. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, that's more about the neuroplasticity because um, when we go through experiences and we are a, a, a more adaptable, then we change the neural pathways in our brain. And um, that means that we actually change the, the, the actual matter in our brains, and they take MRI scans to show that people that are that try different things mm-hmm. and that are more adaptable and and are um, and and you know are able to to change quickly in their thinking um, are basically the mind stays healthy. Wow, that's and it's yeah, and it's proven. So you, so you can actually <laughs> see the in pictures the yeah. the brain, uh, you know. 
utilizing different parts and, and changing. Yeah, that's actually awesome. changes and it grows. The what they call it myelin. I'm not going to get into the detail of the biology right now, but um, the myelinization mm-hmm. of the sheaths in the brain actually um, created are created by new changes, mm. um, and um, and that actually makes us healthier. I saw this uh, video in this course I took one time where they're actually, you can see the dendrites and the axons creating a new neural pathway in real time. Yeah. It's awesome. It's all fascinating. It's really, really neat stuff. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. I need to apologize to the audience for my geek factor being on a scale of 1 to 10, 24. But uh, it was really neat. (laughs) So anyway... um, what do you think is the most important thing to making change? To take it, I mean, you say people say, "Okay, I want to change this or that." What's the most important thing? Well, the the most important thing is understanding why you want to change in the first place, because you've got to keep that motivation. Because change is hard, mm. and um, unless you're doing it and you know why you're doing it and you really want to do it and you commit to it. You are going to go into the failure cycle. You're going to start excited. You're going to then go through the normal process of delaying and deferring the very things that we know we need to do. And then what happens, and you'll know this, Matt, I know this in my own life all the time. You I've start never failed something. at anything, so I don't know. <laughs> and what happens is you start making excuses, don't you? You blame the weather, you blame the government, you blame the wife, you blame the cat. Um, and then, um, you know, you, you go into that spiral mm. of blame where you don't take responsibility and then you give up. Mm. And so in order for us to make change of any kind, we have to really want to do it. We have to be motivated and um, we have to commit to it. And there's a difference between interest and, you know, being interested in something and being and committing to something. So uh, that's just one part of it. I mean, there's a whole heap of other um, factors involved. And that's why we have coaches Mm. to keep us on track and to keep us going. Yeah. So what you're saying is the first thing is why. Is why. So figure out your why. And what happens, Matt, um, is, you know, whenever we, we, uh, there's only two reasons people really change. Mm -hmm. The first is because it gets too hard to be where you are Mm -hmm. and that the pain of change is, um, you know, the pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of change. That's the first reason people change. The second is for through inspiration mm. because they see you highly successful, Matt, in your field, um, you know, running a, doing these shows on the radio, and they look at you and say, well, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> um, so Definitely, <laughs> if I could do it, anybody could do it. So with that, yes. so with that keen insight, <laughs> it's 6.30. We're going to hear a little bit more from Gwen in just a little bit. Beatrice, butta la pasta. Hai dente però. Sì, proprio come Dante al dente, la trasmissione che vi aiuta a digerire la Divina Commedia. Ogni martedì mattina alle 10 e in replica sabato alle 17. Solo su Radio Italia 1, 87.6 FM, Adelaide. Ora più che mai... L'assistenza che le famiglie conoscono e di cui si fidano è qui per te, a bene. Con i nostri servizi di assistenza domiciliare, i tuoi cari diventano nostri. Offriamo servizi di supporto sociale e assistenza per fare la spesa ed Andrea si è sentito completamente a suo agio. Il personale è stato fantastico fornendomi supporto sociale a casa. Bene, fornisce servizi per mantenere uno stile di vita attivo e di benessere, assistenza domiciliare o residenziale agli anziani, con rispetto e calore. Con Bene, sei in famiglia. Chiamaci all'81 31 2000 o visitaci su bene.org.au Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home. And just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like Mighty South Aussies when shopping with us, which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals, and great food lives here. Foodland, the Mighty South Aussies, yeah! 
Bed sale on right now at Save A Lot Beds. Lowest prices in Adelaide. Save hundreds or even thousands. New orthopedic beds in Queen or Double for only $4.49. Australian-made Queen or Double mattresses for only $1.99. King-size pillow tops for only $4.99. Get the good night's sleep you deserve. Save A Lot Beds sale is on right now at 634 Port Road in Beverly. Don't miss out. Get down to Save A Lot Beds at 634 Port Road, Beverly for the massive double queen and king bed size sale. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Hello, and we're back with Change the World with Matt McQuinley with Gwen Meyer, Neuro Change Master Practitioner. <laughs> And just all-around guru. Uh, if you want to her- learn more about Gwen or her programs, uh, you can learn about them on her uh, website, which is? www.incrementalsteps.biz. And in the last session, we were talking about what Gwen felt were the most important, uh, the, the most important key to making a change, and that's understanding your why. She also talked about that there are two reasons uh, why we make change, and those were? The first reason is because um, you, it's too hard to be where you are. It becomes too uncomfortable, and you are effectively forced into some kind of change because change is really hard, or through inspiration because you're inspired by looking at somebody that's really successful, um, looking at somebody's life that you want, Um, and you know, you think, well, if, uh, if he can do it or she can do it, then I really think that I could do it. Mm. So it's, you know, when you're inspired, and I always say, actually, um, that if you want to change your life, then it's always better to start with looking at the role models around you and See the the people that do inspire you. Um, you know, those people that you look up to, that you want to become like, um, because that's really a good place to start. Is first of all, rather than being inspiring yourself, is to look to become inspired because that will motivate. Mm-hmm. And um and and watch the experts um, you know, in the in your area of interest. Um, they call it perceptual exposure, mm-hmm. where you look to see how the experts work. You know, they they look very deeply at whatever subject they're um, expert on, that, that they're really good at. They've put a lot of effort, a lot of study, a lot of time into um, being really good at their craft mm-hmm. and be, being very successful. But it hasn't come without a lot of work and effort. Mm-hmm. And... When we are novices at something and we're learning, um, it's, it's really good to look at experts and to see, you know, listen to um, podcasts, um, listen to audiobooks, read books, um, have a look at the, the characters that inspire you, um, the people that motivate you, and find out um, more about Um, you know, how they do things because that's a really good way of becoming motivated mm. as well to, to, to get into the area that you would like to mm. in order to change. It's, it's like when you're an athlete, you know, and you want to get, become the best tennis player and you look at Federer and you look at all the great tennis players um, and spend as much time as you can seeing how they do it mm. and where they failed. Um, and um, whenever we go through change, I say that you don't have to be perfect because then there's no such thing as perfection. Is just get it started. Do it mm-hmm. um, because we are never going to be great the first time we do anything. And, um, and any change, anything starts with that first step. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of the epigenetic uh, changes you were talking about before? Yes. So, so um, epigenetics are, are all about the genes. And we're, we have 25,000. We're all born with 25,000 genes. And then we have what we call the microbiome, which is in our gut. And 
what scientists are saying now is that 95% of disease is, um, it can be changed through lifestyle. And only 5% um, is the result of our, our dysfunctional genes. Um, so that's a huge, huge um, uh, sort of statement when mm. you think about it. Yeah. Because we always think that, you know, a lot of our disease, a lot of where we are, un- mis- you know, the unhealthy life we have is because of genes, because of, um, you know, our, our family cycles, etc. But they are now recognizing that actually we have uh, the ability to change. Um, all of that, 95% of that, and that's through exercise, through diet, through sleeping well, um, and it's within our own control. And, you know, within that 5%, that's what they call epigenetics, is that we can actually change. So the way, by the way that we think, impacts the way that we um, behave um, and the way that we speak. And so all of that changes can help us to change. How but we have to understand accept- it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. How widely accepted is that by the scientific community that 95% of our health issues are from our mindset and our lifestyle? I mean, how- it's now becoming more and more accepted that scientists get it. Is it? Uh, would you say it's 50% accepted, 70 I don't know what, and, how much the scientists do, but they, this is what they are now espousing. And people like Deepak Chopra, who has, um, you've heard of Deepak Chopra. He's Mm -hmm. got the Chopra Center. Um, He's a medical doctor. He's a scientist and he's a spiritual guru. Uh, He's got a a whole yoga center. He talks about this. Um, And there's recognition now um, with through neuroscience, through all the evidence that they've got, that actually the the science of the future or the medicine of the future is going to be in self-regulation. So it's in our ability to take control of our own lives and um, to be responsible for our health, for our well-being, for our exercise, for the, the amount of sleep we get, for the new habits that we form, um, which will then, you know, that sounds nirvana, but the point is that it's doable. And part of, you know, what we're trying to do with this course is to make people more aware of um, you know, that it is about our conditioning. It's about our beliefs from our past and um, that we can change with awareness. And um, when we understand the, the, neuro, the way that the, the mind works, the neurotransmitters that and the hormones that happen as a result of our thinking um, that cause us to feel distressed and stressed, um, that's, you know, with that knowledge, we can then make the change. And we understand half of it is because of, you know, we, when, when you're ignorant and you don't understand, you don't, you don't know that you have that control. Mm. So I'm hugely passionate about this mm. um, because, um, and, you know, now that I've got much more of an in-depth understanding, um, I really want to share it more with others so that they know that it's within our control, you know, but it is hard. It's hard to, when you're conditioned and, and you're in a unhealthy habits, to change it, but it's doable. And if you understand how, that it's all about the way that we think and that we can contra- take control of our own thinking um, and our own habits. Uh, but, of course, like anything, you know, you've got to want to do it. Mm. Um, so it's just like your mama told you. Yeah. If you want to do it, you'll do yeah, it. You'll do it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, with with those keen insights, uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing hearing on our our next session. I'd like you to talk in our next section, next session a little bit about how to develop uh, and and nurture your emotional intelligence because that's so key to change. Yeah. So it's six forty one, and we'll be right back. independence is everything. Brazier Mobility has been creating independence for people for over 30 years. Brazier Mobility specialises in tailored vehicle solutions to keep you active, ensuring your vehicle modification suits your needs, offering you unlimited freedom. 
Brazier Mobility boasts a team of highly skilled technicians working in a state-of-the-art facility located here in South Australia. No compromises are made when it comes to client satisfaction. Call them for a friendly chat on 1800 Brazier or visit their website braziermobility.com.au Brazier Mobility, creating independence. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate, your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts, plus report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Estovest, a restaurant that offers traditional Italian food that Nonna would approve of. Famous for gnocchi and authentic Napolitana-style pizza. And every Thursday night, you can enjoy unlimited pizza for just $25. Wonderful coffee and staff that make you feel special. Estovest, Shop 1, 111 Angus Street in the city. To book, visit their website, estovest.com.au and click on Book Now. You'll feel like you're in Italy. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello and welcome back to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. We're back with Gwen Myro, Meyer, <laughs> NeuroChange Master Practitioner. Just call me a coach and, or and a mentor. I'm just going to call you a neuro, yeah, <laughs> neuro. A neuro guru after I, after I finish my English lessons. <laughs> so anyway... Um, with the last, I'd like to talk in the last little bit we have left about how people can uh, build their own emotional intelligence because that's something that you're not just born with. I mean, you are born with a certain amount, I suppose, but you can actually grow it and improve it. Absolutely, you can. And it, it, emotional awareness and emotional intelligence is something that develops in complexity throughout our lifetime. And it also depends very much on our experiences, uh, what we've had to overcome, the life we've had, and it's about awareness, emotional awareness. And it starts with awareness and being able to appraise and label our emotions, um, which is the, really the starting point. So it's about emotional regulation. It's about understanding ourselves. It's about understanding, having a social awareness of others around us and, and being able to tap into their feelings um, and to be able to build relationships with people and become much more self-aware um, in order to, um, to be able to interact, mm. you know, easily, to understand how it's about emotional maturity, really, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, when they talk about emotional intelligence – an emotional quotient. Um, there's different, 16 different competencies around that. Um, but that is about emotional maturity. Hmm. Yeah. But how does one develop that if you're starting out as a one? <laughs> you know, if you're starting out as an unaware, selfish, clueless individual, how do you get to, you know, as enlightened as you could possibly be? How, how, do, you, how, how, do, how do you start that path? I mean, and how do you continue on it? Um, well, it's again, it's about, um, you know, doing the work and actually recognizing, um, ha- having some sort of awareness of yourself. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you learn it through um, learning, the, wanting to become a better person, to learn the skills because you, you can learn the skills. Um, and there's courses. I mean, our course has a whole module on emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's very much about personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's absolutely essential uh, for leadership. Mm. So if you want to be a great leader, 
then you have to be emotionally intelligent. Mm. Um, so, you know, our level of maturity is, um, is based on that. So a lot of it is about will. You cannot force anybody to, to change. You have to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, one of the hardest things is we think that we can control others. We can only control ourselves. Mm. And part of it is to be the best role model ourselves and show how, you know, good you are with the relationships, how good you are as a leader. And hopefully people then will watch mm. and they will learn through example. That's how our children learn. They don't learn from what you say. Mm. They learn from watching you, mm. uh, from you doing. From They watch how you treat other people. They watch how you interact with others. They watch how you handle your relationships. And so, yeah. Be a lot easier a, if they would mm. just do what we said instead of yeah, watch exactly. what we do. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't control others. <laughs> wow. Well, um, you floored me in the beginning when you said that 75% of all – uh, change uh, programs fail. Yeah. So uh, that's based on a Harvard review. Uh huh. Um, and that was, there were a number of um, uh, factors. Uh, one of them was uh, communication skills and leadership, project management mm-hmm. on those particular projects were the two key parts to it. Uh, and obviously, understanding um, the process. Of, of of change and it is a whole process. We change is not an event; it's a process, mm-hmm. and it can take a long time. And um, in my coaching business and my mentoring, um, I have clients, and I make them when they first start understand that it's not a quick fix. Mm. Well, yes, we can with the knowledge that we have now, especially in in courses like we are doing. With the neuro change method, we can speed it up because we have much more understanding of it and we can help people with the tools and techniques. But change is, um, is, a, is a, a process. Um, and, but you have to come to the party. Mm. You have to want to change. You have to put in the effort. And um, it's... It's unfortunately cannot take a pill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, of the, you said there's 53 techniques. Tools and techniques, Te- yes, that have been extracted that are, that are within this particular method. Wow. Yeah. That's, that seems daunting to some people. What are, yes. what are one or two things that the listeners can carry away today that they could do to help them make some of the changes they'd like to make? Um, the first thing is to understand, I, I, first of all, understand your purpose. What is your why? Mm. And purpose is what drives us um, because um, once we understand we have a sense of meaning for where we want to go in our lives, then um, that's our starting point. And thereafter, we have to look at our beliefs. And secondly, we have many limiting beliefs that we're not even aware of. Mm. Um, and it's most of it's subconscious. And when we understand that we're actually holding ourselves back by the way that we think um, and without sometimes even most times not even aware of it. Yeah. When so. I was problem solving, you know, in business and dealing with people, uh, you know, I used to find that I had to ask why more than once. Mm. So if you say to somebody, you know, why do you want to do this? Well, I want to help people. Why do you want to help people? Yeah. Because uh, because it's my me- the meaning of li- my the me- why why why. Yeah. So do you feel you have to ask why a lot before you can finally get to the real answer? Yes, and 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 this is an iterative process because our purpose changes through our, our life and depending on the different um, stages that we're at. So, you know, my purpose as a mother was to bring up my child to a point where I've given him the tools and the skills to be independent and live his life. Um, now my purpose has changed to, you know, to be now I'm, I want to help others mm. through change and to find their meaning, to find their purpose um, and their motivation. And keep going through change, 
because we're in for a big upheaval mm. where this is not going to stop. That's what they say, but I think that's another episode. Yes. So uh, I, I want to thank Mark Easton today for paneling for us. And, of course, Gwen, I really want to thank you for being here today. And if anybody wants to learn more about Gwen or her programs, please check out our website, which is? www.incrementalsteps.biz, uh, B-I-Z. But most of all, I want to thank all of you for listening. Please tune in next week, Monday, at 6 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on 87.6 FM. Today's inspirational message is brought to you by Save-A-Lot Beds, where you can save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on high-quality beds and mattresses. Never pay retail again. Visit their showroom at 634 Port Road in Beverly or call them on 1-300-791919 or check them out on their website, which is www.savealotbeds.com.au. In 1946, a young wife was going through labor with her first child. The birth had complications and the doctor was forced to use forceps during the delivery. A mistake was made and the forceps paralyzed parts of the young boy's chin, his lips, and his tongue for life. As a result of his sneer-like face and speech issues from his partially paralyzed lips and tongue, he was bullied mercilessly in school. He also had rickets as a child. His dad was physically abusive. He said his mother only kissed him twice his entire childhood. His parents divorced. He was bounced around several foster homes. Not surprisingly, he started acting out. By the age of 12, he'd been kicked out of 13 schools and had already had 11 broken bones. Because of the bullying, he started weightlifting and acting as an escape. As an actor, he didn't have much success for a quite a long time. He was so broke, at one point he was evicted from his apartment and was homeless for a few days. So he could get off the street, he took a role in what was then considered soft pornography for $200. Today, of course, it might have had a PG or an R rating. Later, he moved to New York to try to make it as an actor. At one point, he slept in the New York Port Authority bus station for three weeks straight. He was even turned down to be an extra in the movie The Godfather. Some of the kind of roles he could once in a while land were uncredited and minor, like a soldier sitting at a table on the TV series MASH, a party guest in Pigeons, an extra dancing in a club in Clute, a subway thug, and so on. After a while, things got a little better. He got married. His wife supported him financially with her waitressing job. Things took a turn for the worse again, and he had to sell all his wife's jewelry to make ends meet. After seven years of struggling to make a living as an actor, even had to sell his own dog for $25. He said it broke his heart. He decided he should try writing movies instead of acting. Very soon after this decision, he watched a fight between Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner who was 35 years old at the time and was known as the Bayonne Bleeder because he was always getting beat up so bad and bled so much from the face. Muhammad Ali did not take this fight seriously at all, as it was not long after the famous Rumble in the Jungle fight with George Foreman, and he was in very poor shape, by Muhammad Ali's standards anyway. Chuck Wepner, of course, took the fight very seriously and trained very hard. He actually knocked Muhammad Ali down in round nine. Ali, of course, came back, though, and knocked him down and out in round 15. He went home and wrote a screenplay in three days based on this fight. He went to several studios trying to sell it and was turned down cold. He finally got an interested studio, and they offered him $100,000 for the script. He agreed on the price with the proviso he could be the lead actor. They withdrew their offer. Another studio offered him $250,000. He said he would do it, but only if he could be the lead actor. They withdrew their offer as well. Remember, he's married and has big financial problems. He kept on trying to sell it. Another studio offered him $350,000. He still insisted on being the lead. 
they refused. But he was able to convince them to make him the lead actor and pay him only $30,000 instead of $350,000 for the script. They agreed, but they did not let him get any of the rights to the movie. With his money, he went back to the guy he sold his dog to to buy him back. The man refused. He offered him $100 for the dog that he sold for $25. The man refused. He then offered him $1,000 for the dog that he sold for $25. He refused. He finally was able to buy his dog back for $15,000. In 1977, his movie was nominated for 10 Oscars and won three, including Best Picture. Sylvester Stallone's character Rocky continues to inspire us 44 years later and has spawned more than eight movies in the franchise, including one coming out next year. What do we learn from this? Well, a couple of things. First of all, we learn it doesn't matter where you start out, it matters where you end up. It also doesn't matter what the naysayers say about you or how you look or how you talk. We also know that persistence is key to success. We also know that believing in ourselves and being true to what we want is the most important key to success. Imagine being in the situation he was in financially and turning down $350,000 in the 70s just to have a chance to be the lead in a movie. Of course, now Sylvester Stallone is worth $400 million US. Even now, it still hasn't been easy for him. He's been divorced three times. He's had a son die of a heart problem at a young age. He's had another son who's autistic. He's had yet another daughter with heart problems. He and his character Rocky Balboa have inspired potentially hundreds of millions of people around the world and perhaps actually even changed the world for the better. And of course, the main theme of this movie, and perhaps even the main theme of Sylvester Stallone's life, is that there are two kinds of people in the world. There's the kind of person who gives up on their dreams, who listens to the naysayers, and who thinks the odds are too great even to try. And then there's the kind of person who does not listen to the naysayers, who will not give up on their dream, who will make the effort regardless of the obstacles and the chance of success, and sometimes realize their dreams and accomplish things that others may think of as impossible. The question is, as always, which one are you? Today's inspirational message was brought to you by Save-A-Lot Beds, where you can save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on a high-quality, better mattress. Never pay retail again. Visit their showroom at 634 Port Road in Beverly or call them on 1-300-791-1919 or check them out on their website, which is 